Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and today my guest is Jordan Erskine. He is the co-founder and president of Dynamic Blending, a multi-million dollar manufacturing company. It was number one in Utah and number 17 on the Inc. 5000. He's an entrepreneur focused on creating and building new businesses. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Timmy. I'm so excited to talk to you, Jordan. We are going to get into your story. We're going to uh, learn a little bit about how your company approaches the market and, of course, the tipping point towards success. But let's go ahead and get started with your story. Uh, tell us your story in in entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like most people, my, my story is a little bit crazy. Uh, you know, most of my professional career, uh, you know, I never thought once about becoming an entrepreneur or, you know, thought that I had what it takes and all that stuff. Um, I started straight out of high school at a contract manufacturing firm that manufactured skincare, cosmetics, personal care products, um, and some of them for, you know, some fairly large brands, you know, like Proactive and some others and things like that back in the day. Um, and so, I started there. I worked there about six years. Uh, granted, this is straight out of, uh, you know, high school, not really knowing where I'm going or anything like that. Uh, started there, loved loved the industry, loved everything about it, um, and uh, got a job after uh, that company called Wasatch. Um, I got a job at a large dental manufacturer called Ultradent, and Ultradent is probably one of the largest dental manufacturing companies um, in the world. And, uh, you know, after about nine years there and a lot of student loan debt, you know, during that time, I, I got my MBA in international business and, and me and my wife, you How know, much we, student we, loan debt. Yeah. We racked up over 140,000 in student loan debt. And that, Oof. you know, that was just basic business degrees and an MBA, you know, one MBA for me and then a couple degrees, one for me and my wife. Undergrad, is it still so. hanging on to you or have you been able to get rid it of it? It is not. Yeah. So, so what's crazy is, uh, you know, since starting dynamic blending, I, I've been able to completely pay it off and, and basically one check, you know? And so that's, that's been, awesome. That's been pretty exciting. So, yeah. So at my time at Ultradent, you know, I, I, I loved everything about it. You know, I was gaining seniority. I had about 75 people reporting to me 24 seven manufacturing operation, uh, we, we manufactured a lot of like toothpaste for, for some very big clients, uh, you know, supplying North America and just, you know, just kind of had a, a sick realization that, you know, I wasn't being promoted. I wasn't going anywhere. Like I had an MBA, I had all this experience. Everybody liked me, you know, I, I had good, you know, innovations and strategies and stuff like that. And, and nothing, you know, like dead, never mm-hmm. Hmm. nothing like no promotions, no, no real raises, no real opportunities. And I think they, you know, they like to kind of just keep me kind of where I was at because I was so good at it. So I was kind of 
stonewalled in a way. And, uh, you know, just kind of a light bulb went off and, uh, I, I just started thinking, you know, what, I've got all the knowledge I've been in the industry, you know, over a decade, like I could start my own manufacturing company. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I met back up with an old colleague of mine that worked at the first manufacturing company with me. Uh, his name's Gavin. He went on to law school when I, when I went to that dental manufacturer and we didn't talk for like nine years. And, uh, you know, I, I knew I needed a, an attorney, you know, cause that's a good person to help start a business with in some way yeah. or another. And, uh, no, we were, we were still, you know, good friends. And, and one thing led to another and his, his law firm he was working at at the time, uh, you know, invested $156,000 into, you know, starting dynamic blending. And since then, uh, you know, we've never taken any PE money, no VC money. I mean, we've been able to do that debt-free, which is pretty crazy considering, That's incredible. you know, how fast we've grown. And, and, and obviously, you know, you see on the Inc 5,000, what our revenue is. Um, and that, that's all just really in a short period of time. So, you know, like I said, I think what's the craziest about my story is up until about, you know, 2015, when I started dynamic blending, the thought of becoming an entrepreneur, building a business was never in my mind. You know, yeah. it was never Interesting. there. And, it, you know, like different life situations kind of forced me to think that way and be like, well, you're either going to be paying your student loans back for 30 years, you know, at the interest rates at 140000 or, or you could do something about it, you know, yeah. and that's, that's kind of what kind of set me off to be like, you know what, I got to go all in because I know the risk first reward is huge and I could pay our student loans off quickly. And seriously, three years later, we were able to pay them off in, in one massive check. So that's pretty crazy. Do you, do you think, do you think that you were sort of like bred to be an entrepreneur or, you know, do you think that you would have done it had the debt not been an incentive? Uh, do you think that it that was just inside of you or or did that get created as a result of needing to get out of debt? I think it was inside me, um, but I don't know what would have tipped me if, if that didn't, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so it's, you know, I think about that all the time, like my drive and ambition, you know, even when I was at Ultradet, I'm the type of person, like my parents were a really good example. You know, they always had second jobs that like, we didn't really need it, but they always had second jobs just to save more and, and do this stuff like that. You know, they're big, like Dave Ramsey followers and things like that. Oh yeah. So I was just going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so kind of, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, you watch them and, and you know, you're, you're, you have everything you need, like they take care of you, but they're still working second jobs. And you're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. And they're just, you know, they're, they have really strong work ethic. So even at Ultradent, you know, I kind of do things on the side to earn extra money at nights and, and things like that and learn things. So I think it's always been in me, but um, I think that was just kind of what set it off. It's just like, you know, the, the struggle with your marriage, you know, when you have so much debt, you know, that's obviously a big fighting point for a lot of marriages and stuff like that. And I could just see kind of like the weight it was weighing on Adrian, my wife. And, you know, that, that was kind of that courage as well. Like, you know what, I can't let my wife stress like this about money. And granted, it's a lot of money. I mean, $140,000, that's not credit card. That's not a home. Like, you know, that's, devastating for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, you know, that was kind of what kind of set me off a little bit. To, awesome, to Jordan. Well, yeah. in a nutshell, what are some of the unique ways that your company approaches your market? Yeah. So, so we, we, uh, we've been able to disrupt the contract manufacturing market, uh, in industry in a way that, um, you know, really has our competitors second guessing things. Um, and, and what we did How is, so? you know, the, yeah. 
Yeah. And so there's, you know, when you're starting, let's say like a skincare line, you want to start a, a brand of skincare products, you know, your, your barriers to entry are very, very high, right? I mean, you got, you know, you got to pay a design firm, get website, you know, you got to get all your contracts and legal work in place. And then who's the manufacturer that's going to put it all in the bottle and make your formulas and, and develop if you want, you know, a, a custom developed R&D formula and things like that. So there's a lot of barriers to entry and up until dynamic blending, you know, a, a typical like minimum order quantity could be 20 to 50,000 units per SKU. So if you're launching a, a product line and you want to launch with a, you know, five SKUs for, let's say like a men's grooming line, I mean, you can imagine five SKUs at 20,000 each at, you know, four to five to six bucks a SKU. I mean, most people could not, would never have that money or they would have to bring in, you know, a lot of investor capital. And then that market's really, really competitive, right? Like, you know, there's tons of skincare brands out there and things like that. So what dynamic blending did was we cut the minimum order quantities down to a thousand units which is much more appealing and easier and, and more affordable. And, 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 you know, we cut, we cut the initial price of like launching a new product, at least from like the manufacturing and R and D side from what could be, you know, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars down to less than 15,000 for a lot of people, you know? And then, so you can imagine awesome. like the capital that's freed up for them to go focus on, you know, their distribution or how I'm going to get to get, get into Ulta or Sephora or target or things like that. Right. Yeah. And so dynamic has just cut a lot of those barriers by, you know, making it a lot easier to work with a lot easier to, you know, create brands. You know, we hired an in-house marketing team so that we can create brands and labels and logos and, and video and, and audio or, you know, photography, things like that. So we've, we've added all these new like departments and creative teams to help. Yep you know, that's that's what I was going to ask is over the six years or going on six years, uh, what are some of the ways that your company has innovated? Yeah. And I think dropping the, obviously the first thing was dropping the minimum order quantity and and, and things like that. Um, you know, that was huge because nobody was doing that. And so we, we, we were getting flooded with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of leads a week. You know, we only had a small <laughs> sales a staff. We had, well, right, right. It, it was a, it's a good problem to have, but when you have, you know, two or three sales guys and they're, they're drowning, it's not a very good problem. So, um, but yeah. And then, and then other things we did were, were things like, um, you know, we, we have an in-house R and D lab where, where people can come in and sit down and meet with our chemists and, and go over ideas and feel things and put things on their hands or their face or whatever. And kind of like a creative lab for R and D, you know, we're very transparent and welcoming. Um, we get a lot of like site and facility tours and things like that, you know, um, obviously following the, the COVID restrictions and everything like that, but yeah. Um, we have a, a very like innovative turnkey process, you know, that if you look at our website, you can see, you know, we, we do everything from start to finish all the way to fulfillment, you know? Yeah. Was so, there ever a time where you felt like you were banging your head against a wall? And that's kind of where the focus of this show is the tipping point that tipped you towards success. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think there was a few along the way. Um, you know, it, it, we, we got into a situation a couple of years ago where, um, you know, we, we were in that, that moment of, of, uh, that breaking point where, you know, we had a hundred and something thousand dollars in, in monthly expenses. You know, you can imagine a, a facility like manufacturing products, there's a lot of overhead expenses, things like that. So yeah. we got into a situation where we got down to about $20,000 in our bank account, 
And me and all the partners were like, you know, cause this is a longer sales process, you know, like you can imagine a large project, you know, your, 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 your process is going to take, you know, three to six months sometimes, you know, so your, your clothes on sales and things are, are longer sometimes, you know, they're not as fast as, as a lot of other industries. And so, you know, $20,000 in the bank account, we have a hundred thousand monthly ex- in monthly expenses and we're, we're banging our heads against the wall. Like I'm literally contemplating going back to ultra or somewhere and saying, you know what, it didn't work out. You know, yeah. I mean, you can imagine yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah. the late nights, the stress and and we just powered through and just worked more on like marketing and getting our name out there more. And how we long did to... that period of stress last? Oh man, it was probably, I mean, it, the period of stress never ends. I mean, I've been doing it for <laughs> five years, right? So I'm right. still stressed every day. Like even, even before the podcast, I'm thinking of all the different like <laughs> issues we have and employee issues and just things like that. So it really never goes away. But I'd Ooh. say that that point was probably a good like three months where we're like, okay, we're just going to hit it so hard, you know, do whatever we can. Just let's just get some revenue in the door. And, and yeah. What tip, what tipped you, uh, over that tipped you out of that? Um, or what things? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, uh, we actually were able to create me and me and some other partners, we created a, a, a brand and, um, a CBD brand. And we were actually able to sell that within 18 months of starting it. And so when we sold it, we actually wrote in a, an exclusive manufacturing contract with dynamic blending to Uh where this pro this product had to be made at dynamic blending for the next five years. And so that that's what really helped is, is more of like strategic contracts really helped us like get set up for success and stuff like that. And, and we've done similar things, you know, since then. And and like I said, that was, that was a couple, couple years ago, but that, that was probably the really big tipping point for us was just locking down, you know, a good key player that, that we can manufacture for like clockwork. What are some insights from your story that you would share with uh, entrepreneurs and founders that are listening? Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, for me, you know, what really helped me was just, you know, I, I would read a lot, like, you know, I subscribed to like Inc magazine and all those, and I would just absorb all those entrepreneur stories and, you know, what they did and, and, you know, what they learned and things like that. And I would just try to replicate that. And, you know, and like I said before, you know, I, I was never thinking of becoming an entrepreneur and I can tell you like that stuff really, helped me a lot, you know, is to hear other people's story. And so that's why it's cool. You know, these podcasts like yours that lets people tell their story. Cause you know, I'll, I, I'm, I'm the, uh, you know, the first person that'll tell you if it, if I could do it, then anybody could do it, you know, coming from that corporate world mindset that, you know, you, you have no idea how to start a business, but you know, you, you believe in what, you know, and I knew everything about like the skincare contract manufacturing industry and, and things like that, and just kind of ran with it. So my advice is, you know, if people are thinking of, of, uh, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, starting a business, starting a different business, whatever, um, you know, I would just say you have to put your heart and soul into becoming like a subject matter expert, you know, and, and, and create that drive, I agree with that, that courage completely. to go forward. I mean, you can't, you think you're an expert until you really start looking into it from the point of view that you're an entrepreneur, your paycheck is, is directly dependent on how hard you work, right? At corporate America, you could climb the ladder and have a cushy job and, you know, have 20 direct reports that all do everything for you and make you look good. 
But when you're an entrepreneur, like how much effort you're going to put in is the direct result of your success, right? I mean, yep, it's yeah, no different absolutely. than all the successful entrepreneurs you see, like Bezos, he works every day. Elon Musk, I mean, he never sleeps. He doesn't need to, but he still does it. You know, it's kind of that same. You got to figure out just where that drive in. is for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, you got to figure out where that drive is for you and where that motivation comes and then just hit it as hard as you can. You know? Yeah, I agree, Jordan. How can listeners connect with you? Yeah. So the, the, the best place to connect to me is LinkedIn. You know, you can find me Jordan Erskine. Um, at LinkedIn. Awesome. There's not very, there's not very many. So <laughs> great. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks, Timmy. Thank you for listening to our show. What makes them tip innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.